Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I dive into War Games. That's right, NXT War Games. The opening match, the main event, Black and Gold versus 2.0, Old School versus New School. We'll dive in. Also, Unfortunately, we have to get into the Jeff Hardy situation over the weekend at a live event. He skipped. He jumped over the barricade, was out. What exactly happened? We'll talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Now, before we get into NXT, I noticed this morning that Jeff Hardy was trending. And whenever we see that, we think the worst. Uh, Mike Johnson's reporting, and there's video footage on Saturday at a house show. Jeff Hardy was teaming with Drew McIntyre against the Usos. And Jeff Hardy gives a hot tag to Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre gets into the ring. Jeff Hardy rolls out of the ring and climbs over the barricade and leaves. And uh, according to Mike Johnson, a PW insider uh, was sent home, uh, was not at the house show that he was uh, supposed to be on yesterday, was replaced by Rey Mysterio. So... Kind of disturbing news in the WWE camp when it comes to Jeff Hardy, Bully. Listen, complete speculation as yes. to why Hardy decided to go home, leave. You never know. They could Life on the road is difficult, Dave. I've explained this to you before. Lots of things can be going on in somebody's personal life. He still was able to get out there, I guess, do the match. When the match was over or before the match even ended, he just decided to jump over the guardrail and head up through the people? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. <clears throat> that means to me that he just wanted to get the hell out of there. He didn't want to deal with anybody in the back. He didn't want to answer any questions. He just wanted to, you know, he wanted to split. Yeah. With Je with Jeff, unfortunately, there is history. And what history will tell us is that sometimes Jeff gets himself in a little bit of trouble. I hope it is not those same things that have happened in the past. You know, Dave, really interesting. You know, they in wrestling, they talk about how one door closes for somebody and another door opens for another person. 
the, the door closing on Jeff Hardy in TNA is what opened the door for Bully Ray. It's really weird, weird turn of events, but um, uh, I hope Jeff is okay. Obviously, you know I uh, how I feel about Jeff as a person and the history that we've had together, you know, professionally. So I hope he's okay. I hope his family's okay, and I hope he's in a good uh, headspace. I hope maybe he just had a bad day and need to go clear his head a little bit, and that's it. Um, so best wishes to Jeff. Yeah, and it, it was just it was weird because it came off the heels of. Freddie Prince Jr., the actor who was also a writer for the WWE, he was on the uh, uh, did an interview with Ariel Hawane when and Ariel asked him when did he fall out of favor with the WWE and he said he fell out of favor with Triple H when he wrote to have Tr- Jeff Hardy beat Triple H to become WWE champion on Armageddon pay per view and it, Triple H was very very vocal that he didn't feel at that time that Jeff Hardy was responsible enough to be champion. And to be champion in the WWE, especially, you have that's a major responsibility, especially over ten years ago. Um, but Jeff has definitely cleaned up since then, and 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 unfortunately, at that time, Triple H was right because he wound up being suspended in less than a year and being gone from the WWE. Uh, since Jeff Hardy came back, I think the last incident, almost like the wake up call, was that Victory Road, the Victory Road pay per view with TNA when he had the championship match with Sting and he was unable to perform in that and Sting beat Jeff Hardy in about 30 seconds in that match. But since that actually, that's actually the incident I was referring to that happened to Jeff that opened the door for me. Yeah. Cause, cause then creatively they had to go into a completely different direction and you wound up having, you know, a, a, a memorable monumental feud with Sting. Uh, when it came to the championship later on, um, Jeff Hardy definitely has been able. Matt, you know, Matt and Jeff, obviously, both of them have had their their issues, but over the past few years, both of them have been clean, and uh, you know, both are fathers and husbands, and seem to clean up their act. So I'm not even going to go in that direction because bully. I'm hoping it's just something where it's like a lot of our fan, a lot of us fans have been about Jeff Hardy frustrated about some of the things that have been going on within the world of the WWE. And I'm hoping that's more of the case of what's going on with Jeff right now. I'm hoping it's the actual complete opposite of what we're talking about. I hope it's a work. Well, I mean... Listen, I can look at it from the negative point of view or I can look at it from a positive point of view. If I go ultra positive on this, it's a work. He jumped the rail to get everybody talking. It's trending number one right now in sports and wrestling. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there'll be some follow-up tonight on Monday Night Raw. Do I truly think that? Not really, but I'll give it the 1% chance that it is. So, um, And you know what? With Triple H's comments about reliability in the world of wrestling... This is what promoters worry about all the time. This is why some promoters would book themselves in the main events. This is why promoters would put championships on themselves. This is why the, this is a very Jarrett-esque mentality. This is a very Bill Watts-esque mentality when it comes to keeping the main event storylines and keeping the world championships closest to you because if there's somebody that you can rely on as a booker or an owner, it's yourself. Dusty always booked himself a certain way because he knew he could rely on himself. Sometimes there are talents out there, <clears throat> excuse me, who have incidents, who fall 
back into old bad habits at any given time for no known reason. And the last thing you want uh, to happen is for an incident to happen on a big night. Like that that time that Jeff, the the you know the, the incident with Sting and Jeff, they were ready. They were ready to you know Jeff was going to the moon, and then that happened, and you know it complete it came to a complete stop. So that's what they mean by, you know, Hunter means by, you know, unreliable or whatever they talk about reliability. You want to make sure that the person you're putting in your top spot can be relied. They're not going to get sick. They're not going to call out. Wrestling is going to become their first priority. Wrestling will become more important than their, their husband, their wife, their children, their family. That's, that's where the reliability comes in. And you're right. I mean, Vern Gagne would book himself as champion. Fritz von Erich would book his sons as champion. It makes sense when it, when it comes to that. At the end of the day, Bully, uh, Jeff is a friend of the show. I know a friend of yours. I'm hoping that he's okay. I mean, all this, he, at the end of the day, he's a father and he's a husband. So I hope that Jeff is okay. And whatever decision he makes is best for him and his family. And it's not some of the past demons coming into play. Uh, so, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Jeff right now. And hopefully everything will be okay. Hey everyone, it's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Feed the Noise podcast. From Monday through Friday, catch me and the good sir Nate Lundy as we take you through each day's best sports betting opportunities. Whether we're talking spreads, totals, props, or anything else, we will do our Fade 5 to give you the knowledge and confidence to place your bets. Always remember, fade or follow, that's up to you. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Raquel Gonzalez get the victory over Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction. And going into that match, Man, that crowd, a small crowd of about 250 people at the Performance Center, bully completely behind Toxic Attraction. But you know what? Io Shirai and Cora Jade were definitely able to win over that crowd and get the victory at War Games last night. There's no doubt that the crowd was behind uh, Toxic Attraction. I thought the women went out there and gave it their all. They did the absolute best that they can. At the beginning, I thought it was extremely spotty, especially when Cora Jade was in there. But what do you expect? This is a young girl in her first major match. Um, Yes, you're going to see the reversals and you're going to see all the duck unders. And it looked like a very choreographed dance, but it is what it is. As the match went on, it got a lot more exciting. As more of the veteran women got in there, it got better. And, And listen, fun match. Exciting match. You can put all of those, you can attach all of those words 
you know, to what the match was. At the end of the day, I thought there were entirely too much weapons. If you would have taken every weapon out of that match and only given me the table bump, I would have been happy. Think about how much bigger that table bump becomes if that's the only gimmick spot we see in the entire match. It's true. Why not feature something? Why water it down? Did did Cora Jade Swanton off the top of the cage get a huge reaction? It definitely did. And especially the way they played it where it looked like she hurt her shoulder by doing it now, which I thought was a great story in the match as well. Think about how much bigger of a reaction it would have been if it would have been the only gimmick in the match. This is and this is just the way I like to present things. Highlight and feature something. Make sure one thing you do is memorable. Not a just not just a bunch of random stuff, a random trash cans. You know, like when uh, Raquel Gonzalez stuffed uh, what's her name in the trash can and she spins around and she throws it away. Yeah, okay, fine. Great. We've seen trash cans. We've seen kendo sticks. Hey, we've even seen tables. But we haven't seen a 20-year-old young girl. The girl is not old enough to drink an alcoholic <laughs> beverage. She's climbing to the top of a steel cage, and she's doing a swanton through a table. That's a pretty big deal. It's a big deal. I would like to see them feature that by stripping the match down of all of the other gimmicks. You know how I feel about the kendo sticks these days. Yeah. You know, kendo sticks are so passe. They did a replay. They're like, oh, my God, listen to this. And it was like, thud. It wasn't even a good t- kendo stick shot. For me, it was just overkill. If I'm sitting back and I'm the, I'm the producer or the agent on that match, let's just say Vince was of the opinion that he wanted nothing but plunder. I'd say, okay, boss. And then I'd say, how much plunder do you want? He goes, I want this and this and this and this. I would have caught half of the plunder out and then put the focus on the table spot. If we go back and watch it, if I could trim so much of that, that weapon shit out because it got you no mileage. I, let's say they said, well, we're going to take this trash can. We're going to hit a girl over the head with it. I would say, take that out and do a, a move that got you mileage other than just a gratuitous trash can shot? Well, let me ask you this, Bully, and and, and maybe it's the obvious question or maybe it isn't. It, you talk about this young talent. You talk about Corey Jade only being 20 years old. Were the weapons there to hide some of the inexperience that was taking place in that ring? You mentioned it before, Bully. When you think of war games... I always think of war games. I think of the first one, you know, four horsemen against the road warriors, you know, like there was a lot of experience in that cage, you know, in that, in that opening war games match. You know, you're talking about a lot of inexperienced wrestlers bully with this new NXT 2.0. You're going to get a lot of inexperience. I was, I, I mentioned before that NXT for me was a lot of wrestlers that were on the indie scene for a long time, finally getting the opportunity to wrestle for the WWE. These guys that went through these wars on the road and now are living out their dreams of being a part of the WWE. That's not what NXT is anymore. You're not going to get these grizzled veterans of the road on the indie scene anymore. Case in point, the vignettes that we saw last night. You saw a lot of vignettes for new characters that are going to be on NXT 2.0 where I don't know who the hell they are. 
So you're going to get a lot of inexperience in the ring. Was that a way to hide that inexperience? So it's a smart idea. I'm asking you a question. Is it a smart idea to take inexperienced wrestlers and put weapons in their hands? Probably not. Oh, and there you have it, folks. No, but but you know better than me. I un- I understand what you're trying to do is you're trying to smoke and mirror this thing. Yes. Saying that they're they're not really up to speed in their pro wrestling ability. So we'll have them swing a cane. It'll look violent. It'll make a cool sound. The people will go, ooh, and we'll get around it. Yes. That's fine. I just thought there was way too much of it last night. I think that match was overbooked. Was it fun? Yes. Was it exciting? Yes. Yada, yada. Girls put forth a, a great effort. All of that happy horse shit. What was the story of the women's match? I mean, I don't even think there was much of a story because... The story honestly, was Cora dislocating her shoulder and I mean, Io inside, having yes. to put yes. it back in. Let, so let that be the focus. Let the, the swanton through the table, throwing her own body in harm's way to try to help her team. My God, the youngest girl in the match throws her body into harm's way. That seems like a veteran move, dislocates her shoulder, and then the veteran in Io Shirai has to come in and Mr. Miyagi, the, Mr. Yeah. Miyagi her shoulder back into place. There's your story. Let that ride. The girl had a dislocated shoulder and then came, found a way to come back and get the victory for her team. But that stuff gets muddled down with trash cans and kendo sticks and all of this other stuff. I like to, I like to put the focus on one definitive point. That's just me. Now, you don't hear me burying the match. I'm just... I just like my matches to have more of a story. I like my songs to have a story. I like my movies to have a story. I like my books to have a story. Storytelling is the essence. What I got last night was a bunch of talented women swinging a lot of shit. Yeah, and and you know what? But you did get that court. Like I said, if their goal, and it seemed like their goal in that match was to get Cora Jade over, they did. Because Cora Jade, again, no reaction from the fans at all. Dead silent when she did anything in that cage. But after she did that swanton through the table, then everybody was up for she, you know, she hurt her shoulder, like you said. Io, Io Shirai does the Mr. Miyagi, puts the shoulder back in place. She's able to finish the match, and they win. Like, so mission accomplished there. That's why I asked you. It just seemed like so many weapons, which you don't normally get, in a war games match where I was like, maybe they are trying to hide it. And and you know why I say that, Bully? Because they did it again in the main event. Because once again, with Team NXT 2.0, you got a lot of inexperienced wrestlers in a big spot in a war games match. The fact that they did it again in the main event, like you said, it seemed like a lot of smoke and mirrors to get through those two matches last night. What was the finish of the match in the women's war games? Uh, the finish of the match. Let me go back and look. Anybody, Bueller, Andre, chime in if you got it off the top of your head. What was the finish of the match? Honestly, after that swanton, it's a blur to me, but yeah. let me get it. Exactly. Here's my case in point. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was uh, Gigi Dolan and Gonzalez did the two super kicks that knocked them both out. Right. And then Cora Jade uh, was, the, was, I guess, the only one that wasn't knocked out, and she, uh, and she pinned J.C. Jane. Like I, I mean, was that was that double super kick spot bigger than the Swanton spot? No. 
Did that double super kick spot put more of a spotlight on Cora Jade than the Swanton spot? No. Did anything go on in that match after the Swanton spot that was bigger than the Swanton spot? No. What should have been the finish of the match? From your way of thinking, it should have been the Swanton through the table. But but I think that what but bully what they were trying to do, and it worked, is they wanted you to put sympathy on Corey J. Here's this twenty year old that's you know green as grass that's going to do this Swanton. So people are going to be on Twitter are going to say, what is she doing? She shouldn't be doing that. She's only twenty. She dislocates her shoulder. See, she dislocated her shoulder, and but yet you know what she valiantly finished the match and ultimately got the win for her team that's the story that they were trying to tell in the match last night then the medic should have dragged her out of the cage and she should have came back down spirit of 76 come back down spirit of 76 climb to the top of the cage swanton one two three want to get her over let's get her over you want to strap a a rocket to her ass let's strap strap a rocket to her ass the medics came down to check on her. She's like, no, no, I don't want to leave the match. Well, she actually, Io Shirai was like, you're not, you know, Shirai, Io Shirai actually dragged her away from the right. doctors. The and- medics should have pulled her out. It, based on what you just said, showing her heart, her spirit, her fight, the medics should have actually reached into the cage, dragged Cora out. Cora should have left that match holding her shoulder for dear life as if it was about to come off, kicking and screaming. Now the baby faces are at a disadvantage. Now the heels gang up. It looks like the heels are going to win because one of the baby faces has been taken out. Then you bring her back for the victory. Now you show that this 20-year-old girl has so much heart, so much spirit, so much gut, so much fight that she told the medics to go F themselves, came back, crawled in the ring, and got the win. But what do I know? <laughs> well, I'm sitting here talking to you. Well, Bully, also, too, is that, you know, usually with war games, the babyface team has the disadvantage, which wasn't the case in the war games match last night. They actually had the advantage, which right away, you know, no sympathy on the babyface team because they already have the advantage in the war games match. And I know, and Andre just whispered in my ear, isn't there a rule in the war games where if somebody leaves and the match ends due to forfeit? Listen, if there's one thing that we can count on the WWE to do is switch shit up on the fly to whatever fits their story or narrative. And I don't even know if that's the case anymore. It was the case. I don't even know if, if that's the case anymore. But the other thing too, though, it's we could talk about that all day long. They, Corey J did get over in the match. She wasn't over when that match started. She was over by the time that match ended. So they actually accomplished. Listen, there are two biggest things that they were trying to accomplish last night. Is Actually, three. They wanted to bury the black and gold brand, which they did. They wanted to get Cora Jade over in the women's division, which they did. And then they wanted to have Braun Breaker end that pay-per-view standing when everybody else was laid out. Like, I, I, I really truly think that's what they tried to accomplish with that War Games pay-per-view last night. How did Cora Jade get over in your eyes last night? Because she, she did the typical baby face where she's injured, and even though she's injured, she's still going to fight to the end and win for her team. She did that last night. If that is your honest answer, then I will agree with you. 
because I really thought you were going to say that she got over because she did the swanton off the top of the cage. And that's not getting over. That's just a move of the sake of a move. Then what you're remembering is the move and not the woman. But based on your explanation, okay, fine. I give it to you. Because, Bully, if she didn't dislocate her shoulder, then we would be coming on here saying a 20-year-old did a swanton off the top of the cage through a table for no reason because it didn't end the match. It was in the middle of the match, and you're like, why did they do it? But the fact that they had her like dislocate her shoulder, be in that much pain, crying and screaming, and then she fought through it and was able to pick up the victory, that's where I'm thinking that's probably the way they wanted it to go. They could have isolated Cora Jade earlier on, did a different move to dislocate her shoulder. We could have told the same exact story with Io Shirai. She could have stayed in the cage hurt, and then she could have went to the top of the cage and did the swanton with the banged-up shoulder. They could have accomplished the same thing. They didn't need to use the swanton through the table to tell the story of the dislocated shoulder. That was the biggest spot of the match. If If you're sending a hurt 20-year-old girl to the top of the cage to put her put herself in more harm's way, you're going to build a bigger baby face. What they did was not wrong last night. I just think that there was a different way to get it more right. That's all. Hey, everyone. Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers the news the best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when mint mobile has phone plans for 15 dollars a month when you purchase a three-month plan it's time to switch to mint mobile all plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5g network Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. School beat the old school, and I think that was the final nail in the coffin of the black and gold brand. You and I speculated last week about different stories, different ways that they could go. And I remember, hey, you said, Dave, this is fun conversation, um, but most likely what you're going to see is NXT 2.0 beat NXT black and gold, and most likely it's going to be Braun Breaker that's going to be standing above everybody else. And, Bully, that's exactly what happened last night. The last thing that you saw as everything went off the air and you saw the signature in the corner of the screen was Braun Breaker the only one standing as every member of that black and gold brand was laid out on the mat. Uh, it is now NXT 2.0 or whatever they decide to call it moving forward because, you know, at some point, New Pepsi ceases to be New Pepsi and it's just Pepsi. But the black and gold brand of NXT that we fell in love with probably ever since, like, I guess, what, Arrival 
in 2014 uh, is now dead. What did you think of the overall NXT pay-per-view? I just want to ask you that first. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good. I, I liked both War Games matches. Um, I, I, I thought it. I thought it, all in all, it was it was good to very good. Do you think, based on what NXT did three months ago, approximately three months ago, by switching over to 2.0, do you think it was a good idea to basically squash, um, not squash in the match, but get rid of the black and gold brand, or at least it looks like the black and gold brand is going to be gone. Good idea, if, bad idea. Uh, Bully, if this, if this, if their decision and their decision was to go on with an NXT 2.0, Bully, it was the right decision. What other way you could go? Case in point, the crowd last night. That that crowd was firmly behind the black and gold brand from start to finish. As a matter of fact, Corey Jade almost had to kill herself in the ring just to get a reaction from the fans at the Performance Center last night. They were firmly behind the black and gold brand. You bring up something that stuck out in my mind last night about the talent practically having to kill themselves to get a reaction. Much like you, I found the show fun. It was entertaining, but I'll be damned, Dave, if those two War Games matches were just riddled with entirely too many weapons. It was just, for me, it was overkill, too much. Everybody coming in with a weapon, everybody, the kendo sticks, the garbage pals, yada, yada. I'd much prefer them to, and maybe I'm wrong here, was this stipped? Was there a stipulation? Was this a weapons-filled war games? No, I, I was telling Andre before the show, Bully, this was more of like a TNA Full Metal Mayhem match than it was uh, a traditional war games match. I don't even know if it was Full Metal Mayhem because Full Metal Mayhem was the name that TNA gave to the TLC matches. All right, what was the, what was the match that had the, the, the cage with all the weapons? What was the name of that shit? Lethal Lockdown. Lethal Lockdown. It was more of a it was more of a lethal lockdown than it was a, a war games. And if you advertise a war games match, I'd like you to give me a traditional war games match because when every competitor, every wrestler, every talent comes in with a weapon, you're basically telling me that the talent that you have booked in the war games isn't talented enough to carry the match. If you want to bring in a weapon or two, that's fine that can be used in the right place at the right time for, for um, a, a desired result or false finish, I'm cool with that. But everybody bringing something in, how about we rename the match? You know, how about we name it War Games to the Extreme? I don't know. Come up with something. Because I, when I think of War Games, especially, I, I think I speak for you, we're traditionalists mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like this. I want a War Games type match. But you don't have the type of talents of an Arn and a Tully and a Dusty, yada, yada, to carry these rounds, especially that first round, that five-minute round. Talk about, you want to talk about having faith in talent. Remember when, uh, like, Tully and Arn or Dusty would start those first five-minute rounds? Yes. You knew damn well the match couldn't end. But you were into that first five minutes as much as you were into the last five minutes because that was all about strength of character and how they could carry that match. Getting back to what we saw last night, <clears throat> especially in the women's match, too many weapons. J- maybe give one of the War Games matches a different name. Anything well, see, to distinguish this 
that there's just so much use of gimmicks. Well, and I'm glad you said that, Bully, because like it or not, not traditional or not, if you decided to go with the weapons in that first match, which they definitely did, or I mean, kendo sticks are plenty. I think, you know, they brought in like 15 kendo sticks at one point. It was crazy. If you decided to go with the kendo sticks and the garbage cans and all that for the first one, then you can't do it for the last one. I mean, they did a, they did basically the exact backdrop for the first matches they did for the main event. Like, you know, I, I, I think an overuse of weapons and tables and kendo sticks and garbage cans. If you're going to do it for one, then you got to go a different way for the other. And this is what I was thinking after the first War Games match, the women's War Game match. I figured, all right, they're going to they're gonna blow the load on the, the first match with all of the weapons here, and then the men's match will probably be more traditional. And it wasn't. There what, what were there, like three table spots in the men's match. There was plenty of plenty of other uh, weapons used. To me, it was just an oversaturation last night of gimmicks and weapons, which I find unnecessary when you already have the gimmick. The gimmick is the two rings. The gimmick is the two cages. The gimmick is the greatest gimmick match in the history of gimmick matches. The war games. Yeah. Let your talent go out there and fight, especially when it was 2.0 versus black and gold. It should be about the fight and the fight only. Forget about the tables and the ladders and the chairs and the thumbtacks and your sister's ass and kendo sticks. If, if you want to give that to the women, that's great. Give the men traditional. Last night, I felt by the time the men started using stuff. I, I was like, it wasn't a big deal to me. I see Cora J do her version of a, of a swanton bomb um, in the cage. I, I forget who she put through the table. She did a good job. She got a major reaction. There's a 20-year-old yeah. girl standing at the top of a steel cage doing a swanton through a table. Major reaction. I'm like, oh, well, th there's it. There's your big spot of the night. Then the men are jumping off the top of the cage too. For what? Leave it alone. Let the girl have that spot. Do something different. Well, people are going to say, well, they did a different spot off the top of the cage. Yeah, but it's just a spot off the top of the cage through the table. Technically, it's the same thing. Get creative. Think outside of the box. Don't think about, oh, what could we do to pop Twitter? Oh, what do we do so the people go, that was awesome. Work for the business of the match, not chasing the hug of a pop because you put somebody through a table. Yeah, especially for the story that's being told. Like, obviously, from what I saw last night, it wasn't just to put NXT 2.0 over and maybe, like I said, put the final nail in the coffin of black and gold, which I think they accomplished last night. But it was also to really give a showcase to Cora Jade, who wasn't getting any kind of reaction before or even in that match, but she had the big, like you said, the big swanton, and then it got everybody talking. Twitter was a, a, a plenty about with compliments and praise for Cora Jade. So mission accomplished. And obviously, you wanted Braun Breaker standing above all the carnage to end the show, and they were able to do that as well. But they went, they took the same avenue for both. And I thought that was a mistake. You could have had the craziness in the opening match because that's a great car crash to start. This is just melee and just complete chaos. But for the main event, it was more about a story because it was old school versus new school. You could have done it differently than you did that opening match. Now, I'm not, I'm not killing it at all. Again, it was fun. It was entertaining. But I do agree with you. 
as an old school wrestling fan. And when you tag war games, you're hoping to get that old school wrestling fans attention and get them to watch because for wrestling fans like Bully and I, that war games, that's sacred. That wasn't war games last night. That wasn't that was like you said, that was more of a lethal lockdown from TNA than it was your NWA WCW war games match. Without a doubt, back in the day, the war games was to settle major feuds between major characters, main event level characters that could stand on their own on any given night now coming together to form super teams. We didn't have that with the, the women's match or the men's match. You have NXT talent coming together who needed a lot of help. And that help comes in the form of the weapons. Like I said, Dave, it was just, for me, it was too much. <clears throat> to the point where if a table's breaking, it's, I'm now not watching, I'm just listening. Oh, they broke another table. Oh, they broke another table. You know, as the years went on, Dave, <clears throat> me and Devon, as we learned, especially as I learned going along the way, one table. I mean, unless it's a tables match where you have to break a bunch of tables. I, we broke one table. And that table meant something. The only table that I would have liked to have seen broken last night was the Cora Jade table. Unless there was something that the men absolutely positively had it to do with a table that really meant something. And I didn't really see that. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.